1: Wow, we! this show looks a bit different this week. Holy cow, lots of different guests, a whole bunch of all-stars filtering in. In, in
2: person? You're oh my god. In
1: person! Who's that sitting next to you, Lucy James from GameSpot and Giant Bomb?
3: It's me, Elise Willems.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds just like her. We are joined by Lucy James and Tamor Hussein. yeah! yeah. And I swear we'll have a full crew on one of these, maybe. <laughs> Hopefully, possibly. Uh, it's... <laughs> We're traveling next week. Oh, Unreal, son of yeah. <laughs> well, at it least we're funny. we could grab you for one. We can grab you for one. What it's, we what we fun. what I might just do, talk. Tam, is have you record all of your thoughts and then we'll just talk back to you as if we're in real time. That yeah. might work out.
3: But isn't this just like a classic Lord of the Rings story where parties are like conv- like traveling across You're and so co- right. eventually? Gonna converge. The fellowship will be united on the very final episode of this podcast. That's I, what we're going for. I think you're exactly right. Like this is
1: a that. conceptual podcast. And we told Elise, mm-hmm. uh, Elise, we gotta leave you back with the Harfoots. You broke your ankle and your time has come. So sorry about that. Elise, we'll get you next week, hopefully. Uh we yeah. miss you. We hope you're doing well. Um, this is screencast. We're talking about Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, episode six. This is us. Kind of funny screencast is our weekly show. Where we break down the latest in TV, movies, and trailers. You can watch it on YouTube.com/kindoffunny, funny or on your favorite podcasters by searching for Kind of Funny Screencast. If you wanted to get the show ad free, you got to go to Patreon.com/kindoffunny. Just like our Patreon producers, Fargo, Brady, Molecule, Housekeeping, everybody. We are also doing screencasts for She-Hulk, Andor. The Star Wars show Andor, no, what? don't what, No Andor Fucking goddamn it! There it is. Here we go. And also Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon. So make sure you check out those as well. Today we were brought to you by Chime and NZXT monitors. But first, what do you all think of the episode? Everybody,
2: good one. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. Not, I I was actually like a couple episodes behind, and so I watched um, episode five yesterday before I watched six, and I was like, ooh, okay, not really doing it for me, but six got me back on board. I was, I'm also horrendously congested and I'm very sorry about it. I yeah. had dairy before this because I hate myself.
1: had <laughs> dairy. That's the great excuse.
3: <laughs> it's like a bunch of orcs stuffing themselves into a tunnel. <laughs> Tam, um, you, yeah. you said
1: you enjoyed it as well. This is your first time on the show. Yeah, um... this is my
3: first time on the show. Um, so like for people who want the context, I, I have seen Lord of the Rings. Um, I watched the theatrical cut many, many moons ago. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. But so I really have contentious been
2: part of our friendship.
3: Yeah, I, I have a terminally obsessed friend with Lord of the Rings. You, could, you may well, you, know her. Say at least maybe on this podcast. You stay <laughs> next to me, oh. so I have maintained uh my awareness and like uh around Lord of the Rings. So I keep like an interest in it. That's good. But I'm not I'm not one of those people who's like obsessed with it. So I think the perspective I bring to this is someone who has an interest in fantasy as a whole, but isn't obsessed with Lord of the Rings and for some reason the entirety of uh rings of power has been hidden for me wow. like not like amazing like Great. i'm not blonde. like episode 5 for example i was like okay that's a weak one but like i feel enthralled by it i feel like i feel the pull to want to learn more
2: the pull to about the darkness
3: it. yeah a pull to the darkness i feel the pull to be twisted by it Wow. Molded by it.
1: Molded Molded by it. it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
3: Um, But yeah, I I have been really enjoying it. And I think this has been more successful in making me interested in Tolkien and Lord of the Rings than even the original movies did. Having said that, I'm still yet to watch the um, extended editions of the the trilogy
2: the Ultra 4K.
3: I think that's my next port of call. So once this. Uh, series finishes this first season i'm gonna go immediately into into the next uh, the movies and the the reason why i'm excited to do that is because there's moments in this show and even this episode which like really get me like from an emotional perspective like it's the shit that you lot love you weirdos where like someone delivers a speech in in this and you're like you feel like it's rousing and you feel like it's you know yeah. powerful and and I have those emotional moments with characters like, you know, Arondea and and like uh, these random characters that aren't the ones that are known for having these iconic moments. So like I feel now that I'm primed for it, when I go back to that original trilogy uh, the extended versions, I think it's going to really work for me in a way that it didn't when I first watched it. So I am, I I understand the like peaks and troughs of this series and I am able to Generally approach it and and make a critical analysis of it and say when something's boring like the half of stuff don't care about it one bit think it's utterly boring boring and annoying. However, I'm like broadly speaking having a fantastic time in watching this series and enjoying it. Yeah,
1: awesome. Um, I I was telling Greg Miller the other day because I think you may kind of connect with him on some level when it mm-hmm. comes to being emotional with just the pure goodness of characters. And I'm like, dude, Greg, you've been looking for a Superman, a, a good recent Superman movie. The Lord of the Rings movies are there, man. Samwise is the most, like, mm-hmm. the most powerful stuff in the mm-hmm. whole franchise. And, like, I I was just like, I know you're going to, like, shit on this, and you're going to, of course, he said, I love the movie, Rudy. Uh, he's just <laughs> a piece of garbage. Uh, but, yeah, um, I've been a little bit down on this show as of late, but I loved this episode. I think yeah. this franchise, uh, I think this show, the first day, Tam, the first day when we, de- we debut those first two episodes, I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing. And sure. then I've kind of slowly gone downhill. And it's gotten me back in okay. moments because some episodes just end really strongly with amazing score and big uh, yeah. symphonic movements of music. And it just hits you. But at the end of the day, i still feel like I was a little bit bored in some moments and just kind of wanting the plot to get along I loved this episode, and we'll talk about it right after our ad break right here.
0: Shout out to NZXT Canvas Gaming Monitors. We are huge fans of NZXT here Kind of Funny. And I got to say, these monitors, they're Andy Cortez approved, Kevin Coelho approved, and Tim Gettys approved because of their sweet 1440p resolution with 165 hertz refresh rate and one millisecond response hits. That's sweet spot for gamers due to the balance of picture and performance. They're available in 27-inch and 32-inch curved displays, variable refresh rate support for all of the major GPUs. They provide an excellent gaming experience for any game genre. You can get the monitor just alone, you can get it with a stand, or you can get it with some pretty cool mounts. There's built in software support with NZXT Cam that lets you control all your monitor settings directly on your PC. No need to mess with the clunky hardware menus to lock in your desired settings. They thought of it all. It's sold exclusively on NZXT.com. You can learn more about the NZXT Canvas gaming monitors at NZXT.co slash kind of funny that's nzxt.co slash kinda funny shout out to uplift for sponsoring this
1: episode i've been using my uplift desk for well over a year now i love the things so much i decided to write a rap song for them quality is real good it's made of real high quality wood they didn't ask for it i just did it anyway getting my uplift desk immediately improved my mood whenever i'm on shows i'm standing up i'm feeling a lot more energetic and also i kind of feel like i was just maybe creating some bad habits sitting down at a desk all day i would move my legs up i'd sit underneath my legs on my chair and eventually all that stuff just created really bad back pain for me choose from laminate whiteboard bamboo solid wood butcher block or even custom solid wood or laminate options. Uplift Desk won New York Times Wirecutter's best standing desk from 2019 to 2022. And while I'm at it, I'm just going to give them an award as well. Best standing desk that I use in my bedroom from when they sent it to me until now. Uplift Desk have a 15 year warranty. They ship the same day you order with free shipping and free return shipping. So if you've been feeling the effects of sitting at a desk for eight hours a day, maybe you want some more energy in your life. Maybe you want to do squats in the middle of a zoom call or something. Uplift your life. Go to kindoffunny.com uplift. Everybody, um, let's talk about the plot right here. Um, a Deer, which my phone always kind of auto corrects to at our. Um, but Aran Deer um, says, No, um, no, no, wait, wait, where am I at? Where, no, um, Adar. Adar, I already fucked up. I already fucked up. Adar is like, dude, uh, he's talking to these elves and he's like, Yo, we've been through a lot together. All right. Um, you came to my sister's wedding. Um, yeah. you know, you helped me fix that flat tire that one time I was stuck on the side of the road. It'd been a whole lot. And now and now yeah. you're not going to die as slaves. Now you're going to die as brothers and sisters. And big speech, everybody's super stoked.
3: Yeah, yeah. very, very stoked. I Also, like, I talked to Lucy about this, but he looks exactly like Lee Pace. So oh. every time I see him, I'm like, oh, it's Lee Pace. Oh, it's not Lee Pace. Wait, every hey, time hey, I see him, hey, I'm hey, hang Uncle hang Benjen. Ben ben are, ben ben ben
2: are you familiar with the fact that Lee Pace was in The Hobbit?
3: Uh, no, I didn't. Well, I. I think, I I think I knew that was that. the
2: pull you were making because he's Thranduil.
3: He, what is wheel. He's so oh beautiful. god, I'm sorry.
2: I sound like a nerd. Oh, yeah. so that was
3: he's Thranduil. I was like, he's grabbed the wheel. Grabbed the wheel. He'll always be Ronan the Accuser to me.
1: Yeah. He'll
2: always be Ned for pushing Daisies. Yeah,
1: pushing Daisies is the other one as well. Uh, he was in Good. *Halt and Catch Fire*. That's where he was super tall and sexy. Yeah.
3: But like he's oh, cool.
2: Bodies, bodies, bodies. My God. Oh, never anyway. no, saw
1: it. Didn't see it. Um, oh. I I love this whole sequence. Um, again, Uncle Benjamin just popping off, getting the whole crowd stoked up. Uh, they mm. end up searching this place, and Adar is like, "I know a deer is here. I could smell his bitch ass." Uh, and then mm. finally, this show does something that makes me because I've been enjoying the show, right? I've been enjoying a lot of these sort of poetic moments with dialogue, but I finally had a moment where I go, oh, that's clever. And I love this little scheme that they cooked up where a Ron Deer has the arrows and then kicks the thing through the door and it closes uh, the door. Like all of that shit. I was like, yes, a clever scheme. Awesome.
2: I yeah. love a good, um, what are those contraptions where Goldberg. I, Goldberg. Goldberg. Yeah. I love it. And that's what this was to me. I yeah. was like, yeah. I don't, I don't care how improbable this is. I'm in.
3: Yeah. i mean Yeah, I mean, like, there's a couple of things that happened in before that whole thing that I really want to uh, talk about. Like, w- Waldrig like he's mm-hmm. absolute mm-hmm. shit muncher. Like, there's a, there's he is he does licker, have. Dude. Yeah, he's a he's a yeah. massive bootlicker, and like his his kind of like arc has been kind of he's the character you want to hate so much. It's like I,
2: I'm evil. Don't even know who we're following anymore.
3: Yeah. He's got massive like worm tail energy from I guess Harry Potter, but um or worm tongue worm...
2: from Lord worm of Worm Tongue, race.
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah, worm tongue, yeah. The other thing is like the the thing I love about the Adar speech is that it's something that you often see, especially in Lord of the Rings or in fantasy as well, like given to the protagonist or the good side, the rousing speech, and we even get that here. But it's very rare that you'll see it happen on the other side where a villain is telling the other villains, you know, what they're fighting yeah. for, who they are. And I think this does a lot um in this episode and also this show to kind of almost try and present a perspective from the other side, like Adars and the Uruk or the Orcs. Um, they you know, we're used to treating them as they're the bad guys. They're like mm-hmm. they need to go. But I, I wouldn't say like I re- I can relate to them but like or sympathize with them, but at least there's an opportunity to present some sort of other side here where it's like they're looking for their land and you kind of sympathize with them up until they're like oh so sour on people
2: i think you're totally right it's like it, it isn't just evil giving... for evil's
3: sake
1: yeah exactly. they're
2: giving reasons for oh my god for why the orcs are acting the way that they are <laughs> I'm so sorry. what an audio <laughs> what an audio experience, this must be. But like they're giving reasons and like I think they do some really clever stuff. I think everything with the Urix has been my highlight so far. Not just the prosthet- oh my god. Not just the prosthetic <laughs> work um, that they did on them, because I think these are the best i have ever looked, I think. Um, but you know, there's there's way more of them and they, they all have their own little personalities. They even mention like orc women. Mm-hmm. Orc women and dwarf women now,
1: yeah. Fuck. yeah, he says brothers what? and sisters, so that's that's pretty yeah. neat.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, the but tower ends coming? up collapsing, and a bunch of orcs are killed. and Bronwyn's like, We gotta get the fuck out of here. Um, sure, it probably slowed I w- them I will down. I would
3: die for Bronwyn. I want to make oh, that clear. Oh my gosh, I would risk it all for Bronwyn. It, if yeah, oh
1: my god. Oh, I mean, with me, it's her Galadriel. Like, good lord. Um, yeah, the following scene, a uh, is in the ship, uh, in that boat. They're sailing he's, to middle. Earth.
2: What do they call him? I call he's, him Izzy. No, they call him like E-Seal. E-Seal. They call him E-Seal, E-Seal. yeah, but I'm, me and Elise. I'm not being funny. It gives me the ick. It really gives me the ick when I hear E-Seal.
1: He's Izzy now. Me and Elise established last week we were calling him Izzy. So Izzy's on he's the good. boat and he gives a, he's sharing an apple with a horse. It's kind of gross. And then he's he chucks good. the it's apple good. into the water and there's like at least three bites left on the apple yeah. and the horse what? will remember really... that. The horse is going to remember that, everybody.
3: <laughs> yeah. He's like, bitch, I form a bond with you the moment you sit on me. You can't give me an apple? It's
1: bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. <laughs>
2: you know, that's how you get scurvy. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> Galagio shows off about her amazing eyesight. She's like, I got like 2010, dude. I could, I've been seeing yeah. the land for miles and hours now. Uh, and oh, they ever really you
2: not- see that. Oh, you can't see that? Oh, oh, damn,
1: because yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Wow, that's. I've, crazy. I've
3: I've seen shit you wouldn't believe for at least two hours yet. <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> I made friends with somebody over there already. Um, <laughs> there's a really nice conversation here about humility that I, I enjoy. Of her being like, like "Look, that. man, humility has saved a lot of people before, and sometimes the more brash can uh, can start bad shit. So don't feel bad about your lot in life right now, Izzy, not Esil. A uh, how, has a sweet little soliloquy about how the sun rising and the sun setting and by the way my wife drowned <laughs> it really <Yeah>. <laughs> up. that
3: was so weird where she, yeah. At the end, as he's turning around he's like she drowned, yeah. she drowned. She's like, but, no, but then the the, the the whole thing is like you know the sea is always right so I'm like
2: yeah. is it right for drowning your wife hmm. but can I just say the daddy energy on yeah. um, Elendil is off the charts at this episode
3: he, he yeah, he's got, guy? um, what's his name? Captain Friendzone from Game of Thrones again.
2: Oh, um,
1: oh God, I purged is... all Game oh, of yeah. Thrones. Oh, uh, the Jorah uh, Mormont.
3: Jorah Mormont, yeah. yeah. He has yeah, massive, like, uh, yeah. capable Jorah Mormont energy.
1: Um, Arandir, uh, um, he's trying to break the sword hilt, the key thing, and he's like, fuck, I'm going to hide it, but I can't tell you all either. Um, and we move on to the, fi- the next scene, and they're prepping for battle. Rondio's pumping up the crowd. is like, hey, there's a small chance we'll survive. It's nearly impossible that we're going to live. All of y'all are going to die. We're all going to die watching each other just absolutely get shit on. But I think we, we can do it.
2: <laughs> do you believe
1: it? <laughs> it's like, bro, like, like I, I'd be like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I do not believe it. Theo's on guard duty, and he's not happy about it. Uh, Bronwyn's yeah. like, look, you got to guard the weak and the fucking whatever. And and then there's yeah. another
3: nice little say speech Theo, about lightning. Theo, Theo, the most diabolical haircut in Middle-earth. Oh. They absolutely like, done him, absolutely so, done no, no, him the no. worst.
2: So, I, I agree. But also, there was a guy in episode five and he was one of the background actors when Galadriel was doing her little sword thing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he was wearing... It must have been. A I win. was like, it man,
3: was it would cost fifties house. If I had that haircut, gorgeous. I would cost myself into Mount Doom. Like, <laughs> well, here's
1: a, here's the thing. I don't know if y'all noticed this, but in the l- most recent episode last week, when we have a conversation between Waldrig and Theo about like I had the sword hilt. It's like a drug. They both have the same haircut. So I think it's like you have oh, to have the haircut in order it? to wield it. The the, yeah, 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 he was born with this. Here's the chosen child. He has the the lightning bolt on his forehead, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He's got that haircut. Bronwyn, uh, really awesome little speech here because Theo was like, what did you always tell me when I had nightmares, Mom? She tells him about the light and the shadow. Um, I did really
3: that play. was what got me. I was like, that was Great a, speech, Like yeah. it, it was awkwardly kind of set up.
2: But, but
3: yeah. the delivery was perfect. The yeah. meaning, the kind of like imagery it conjured. And I was like, oh, that's what Lord of the Rings is yeah. about. Like, it's this the, kind of weird bullshit.
1: It's not only the delivery, but also just the cutting to all the soldiers kind of prepping and knowing that they're mm-hmm. likely going to die in a lot of these moments. So that, it's all that stuff that really pumps me up. Uh, and then Arondir mm-hmm. gives her seeds and he's like, plant these before it's new life in defiance of death. And that's what we saw at the beginning of the episode. That's what... Uh Adar was doing he was planting seeds as well. It's like an elven sort of tradition. You plant those before war. Um, which is well, pretty neat. The,
2: which is like a, a it's also a nice little callback to the Lord of the Rings. Um they did I don't think they did it in the they didn't do it in the movies, did they? They just got but like after this the scouring of the Shire, um Galadriel gave um well no, when they were in lothlorien uh they gave oh. everybody gifts or whatever, yeah. Yeah, one of the, and one of them was like some of a seed and like some soil from Florian. I'll
3: tell you what, he does plant after that, though. Oh, man, I I'll tell you what. Oh, oh my again.
2: God, I was wondering where that was going to
1: go. <laughs> and that's exactly what I'm writing right here is Arandir is just spitting mad game. And he's like, you and me, we're going to plant stuff together. Uh, and your
2: son will be there, too. like These
3: him. aren't the only two seeds that you're going to get <laughs> from me. For the rest oh, of
1: our lives, it's just it's okay. just you and me, Bronwyn. Just no one else, hopefully. If Theo can be there, if he wants, if he decides not yeah. to, great. You know, I'm not ready to ready be a to father. I'm only a yeah. thousand six hundred twenty eight years old. We can't I'm really. Ready. I'm not ready to. too young to be a dad. You know. Um, the bad guys start marching forward. Now. <laughs> the bad guys start marching forward and Bronwyn is just not clutching up she cannot light this thing to start the no. whole trap but eventually she clutches the fuck up the orcs are surrounded in a big Green of fire. and right now you're like Adar pretty shitty leader he's just leading his guys into non-stop death and then Arondir ends up fighting Whoa. a big old dude there's a big guy fighting him yeah. with a lot of weird camera movements to hide all the weird camera cuts dude, uh, I'm,
2: you know what I'm just gonna say it I watched this episode while horizontal, right? I was leaning on my couch. I was, it'd been a long day. I'd had a beer. Just lying down. And I was like, something is weird about the cuts and the how this whole episode, and it, and it is the director who's done like the past three or so. And I was just like, I've come to the realization that I don't like the way the show is shot especially when you get to the bit later on where it's so many dutch angles oh and i was like what the why that is not okay cool something evil's happening just tilt the damn camera it's like the, it's, it's the
1: imbalance lucy it's the imbalance but yeah i had the same thought i was like but it was perfect for me because i was leaning on my side i was laying down <laughs> i was, yeah, I was laying I'm, down like, leaning I'm on happy. my side <laughs> looked perfectly like, right sad. up for me
3: yeah um
1: but like
2: yeah I, and, but i will say this battle sequence was cool yeah as and the
3: revelation at the end. Oh, Excellent.
1: I was sick. Yeah. Um, And yeah, they're like, the land is ours. And then guess what? It, uh, you have that one orc who's like, you know, these, these are humans too that y'all have been killing. They had to pay the troll toll to get into the boys hole. <laughs> and guess what? Adar, pretty good leader, turns out. Because this is yeah. all just one big trap. Yeah. Here they come. You... They start getting shot off the roof. And this is where the show... Uh, I think maybe Lucy, you're on the episode where I was expecting a bit more gore in one of the earlier episodes when like a throat gets slit. Here, yeah. they brought all mm-hmm. the gore that mm-hmm. they possibly could mm-hmm. have. Um, yeah, they start getting shot by arrows. Bronwyn gets app, and then first off, here's something that made me laugh. Bronwyn looking at the old guy getting shot and her being like Treadwell, like as if we were supposed to give a shit about this old man. Like yeah, I don't I'm know sorry, who this I didn't guy really is. Had a name. <laughs> Way to try to make me care about the guy, for fuck's sake. Uh, She's bleeding like crazy, but if you rub some pressure on it, uh, rub some Neosporin, you know, won't get infected. Um, She lives and all is saved, and the Numenorians are riding in, but unfortunately they're four days out, so everyone in the town dies anyway. Um, Adar walks in, and and he's like, fool me once, y'all. You got me last time, game recognized game, but give me the damn MacGuffin or everybody dies. Yeah. and Theo doesn't want his mom to be killed, so she tells Adar where the MacGuffin is.
3: How did he know? How did uh, fucking uh, uh, Aranda be like, I'm going to put this when no one else can see? It. And then I see, he finally sees it. What's going on? Why do you did you put it in there? Do you think there's like a bond? He a
2: connection. Yeah. I think, yeah, he has a connection. Like, Sauron... No. Sauron, like feels a pull towards me and, like, and so i assume it's something
3: it in the fucking tavern where literally everyone <laughs> going to be yeah <laughs> like i, mean, I thought is... he was going to go like into a deep dark cave or yeah. cast it into the seas. like no i'll just stick it in this whole no tavern. You know, in this room where i'm literally going to send everyone later
1: here's the here's <laughs> where the macguffin is so they take the macguffin out and uh but luckily all the new are here they're here to fight uh kind of war starts popping off. The Queen Region tells Izzy to go, hey, go pop off. I don't you're expendable, you know. No, no, no. Um Galadriel has never looked more horny to go hunt somebody down. Oh like, my god. Yeah. She finally like found her kind of calling to be like, Oh, you want me to go kill that guy? Hell yeah. It's like it, it's like finally telling like your your dog to like go get the snacks for, you know, it's like, oh, oh hell yeah, yeah. I'm time to time to go pop off. Um,
3: that that fucking sick move where the arrow yeah. is coming for her and she like flips over and then yeah. does an upward strike. I um, kind of want, want
1: to. I want to like keep track of any sequence where you know the directors are like, oh, we could show off how lightweight these elves are in this sequence. Yeah, yeah. there's
2: like I guess because there's the seat. There's the bit with Legolas and. uh Uh, i think it's return where he's you know he comes up there and he swings around the horse no no it's two taps he swings around the horse in like a really over the top completely unnecessary way and so in this one they like they get galadriel to do one um halbrand does one they're just again similarly
1: they're figuring out the right ways to kind of yeah and then there's that moment where ron deer runs on the chain uh in in episode one or two maybe um Theo is like, damn, bro, who the fuck's that? And Arandir is like, that's Galagio. She's her baddie, right? Like, she's (laughs) she's fucking crazy, bro. Uh, So she's going out. She's hunting. But Halbrand corners them with the pincer move. And he moves on Adar's bitch ass. The horse, he knocks down the horse. And the horse gets (laughs) up. And he's like, look, I'm with you all. To be honest, I was pissed off when Homeboy threw away the rest of his apple in the ocean. When there was, like, at least three bites left. But still, I'm on your side right now. And uh, right here, this is where we have this big conversation with that R. Lucy.
2: I was like, I have seen a lot of shit on the internet, but the way that horse tripped over <laughs> cut me to my core. Fuck like, that Wyatt. Bit- it looked, was...
3: uh, to me, it looked comical because when it like falls over, it then, if you watch it back, it looks like when a human falls over and then looks around to see if anyone saw and casually <laughs> to lead you up.
2: No, the thing is, it's like <laughs> the horses, it's so dangerous. Like yeah, if yeah, they break so cool. their legs, they are. Yeah. Dead.
3: That sequence also, I, I talked to you about this, but like I feel like that's one of the sequences where like the cutting and the angles, it was like not as best used as possible for me because there's that yeah. one bit where she like, Speaks in Elvish to to the horse to be like,
2: Well, that's that's what um, Alwyn says. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like,
3: I thought that would have been a great time to like use the slowdown that they used to show off Galadriel's teeth in the other (laughs) episode. Where it's like, slow it down and then have that like whisper be like a little louder. So you could be like, Oh, she's popping off. Yeah. Um, And then go. And that would have been so cool because the kind of like speed increase isn't effectively like conveyed like you could see oh i think it's going faster but also the cutting and the movement is constantly like undermining that but if it was like slowed down pause to see the words come out and then the horse kind of like hear it and then speed up again that would have been like okay we get it what's going on here? it's cool as fuck
2: like it's the constant slowdown and speed up of some of the footage as well i was like what the fuck is this it was pretty like, jarring why
1: it was pretty uh, jarring Adar, Adar. Uh, 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 anyway, so Halbrand's like, "I'm gonna kill your bitch ass," like, and then um, Galadriel tells him not to. We need to question him. We need to, we need to capture him, you know. Um, and then Galadriel's talking to him, and um, in this scene, I'm just like, "Man, I wish I was Adar right now," you know. Um, and <laughs> I love this whole sequence. This is where he says, "I'm not the only elf alive transformed by darkness." and she's like well i'm gonna kill your ass you slavering gork and he goes uruk fucking awesome like also
3: he he uses the uh that he says he kills sauron which is a pretty big deal yeah but he's like oh yeah i killed sauron and she's like "Uh, i don't think you got the facility for that big man (laughs) like no chance yeah but then i I
1: kind of like his clapback of being like you think that we're not capable of this and it's totally Mm -hmm. something that i did like my Mm -hmm. my cousin side he's out of town you don't know him you know
3: he in Canada. Um,
1: <laughs> but yeah i love this sequence where he kind of like lets them know like we like being called uruks by the way like Orcs, yeah. pretty derogatory term you know um yeah. we call ourselves uruk so please respect us um yeah. and she's about to kill him and Halbrand walks in and stops her and then we get a scene after this where um uh well before we cut to the following sequence this is where adar is like Halbrand, who are you bro be real with me yeah
2: yeah and he said
3: I mean, a, lot
2: a-, a lot of questions about how to be honest even more so in this episode i feel after the bit with um muriel mm-hmm. which by the way we haven't talked about it muriel's armor oh so my very god, cool. god. Very cool. i am yeah. obsessed with that costume
1: yeah, yeah. though i i like the whole Numenorians like vibe I, they have yeah. that sort of like rohan sort of you could tell that's where it evolved into um but yeah, I love that. I love the sequence with um, Adar. I think this is like where he's showcased the best in terms of just dialogue. Um, and then he's kind of questioning Halbrand. Halbrand, who are you really, bro? Like, let me know. Uh, yeah. The next sequence, it really seems like they're going to start to make out. Um,
3: yeah, yeah. Halbrand.
1: Yeah. And then a guy walks in. He's like, Halbrand, they need you. The Queen's asking for you, so interrupts everything. Um, and then you get the uh, Ronda, you're talking to Theo. And being like here you go uh here you go brother here's the little here's this hilt and they didn't even bother checking it but it I was swapped it got me.
2: yeah it was also, the
3: hammer. yeah also before then um the uh the halbrand and um what's her name uh bronwyn. bronwyn you just
2: said five minutes ago yeah
3: I, there's too many names on this screen <laughs> bronwyn is like um he's got x-ray up, mate are you are you the king or nah and he's like, I'm the king. Ah, oh, right. Po- yeah.
1: yeah, everybody oh. pops off there.
3: Yeah, they're like, hey, Jon Snow's here! Yeah,
2: <laughs> the is, okay, you're the king that was promised. Um, the thing that gets me about this is, like, I feel like I could just walk into a Tolkien town and be like,
3: I
1: am the,
2: I am the <laughs> queen! <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're the one the prophecy foretold of.
2: <laughs> I've got this mysterious pouch, and... Uh, you know that makes me the queen the fuck is in that pouch god damn it um but yeah the
3: macguffin is actually just a a literal macguffin in 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 and literal senses at this moment
1: (laughs) (laughs) um and yeah so everybody in the town stoked that the the king is finally here he's here to to reclaim the southlands the rightful king of the southlands and then we get a here talking to theo in which theo uh he's given back this what do you think is the hilt and he's like uh Cast it away, Arondir tells him. When you all yeah. go back, cast it into the waters, or give it to the El- give it to the people going back to Numenor to cast it into the waters. A
3: lot up? of faith in that kid. A lot of lot faith. A lot of faith. faith. Yeah. And we yeah like, absolutely be That chosen. is insane to do. I would be like, uh, I'm going to take care of this. You shut up.
1: And yeah. I will say, I kind of just don't really love the stereotypical nature of. I felt power when I had it. Like, I'm just kind of like tired of that in movies and books and stuff. Like I had well, this I guess... evil thing. I felt powerful with it. And it's like, well, rid yourself of it.
3: Well, it makes, it makes sense in this particular piece of fiction. Cause of the, like the draw of the one ring, I guess. So it's For like, sure.
2: It's, it's something that he's probably poured his malice. Yeah. His hatred. Yeah. It's,
1: it's maybe the way that it was just kind of, maybe the dialogue there could have been a little bit different for me to enjoy it more, but it was very, uh, very cliche to have like, yeah, I Mm -hmm. don't know. I'd like to think I felt powerful with it. I just feel like I've heard that a million times in, in media. Um, but he's like, yeah, we'll cast rid rid yourself of this evil. So, uh, give it to the people on the boat or wherever they'll cast into the ocean and it'll fall to the depths of, of earth or whatever. And, uh,
2: and Britney Spears will get it in a hundred years time.
1: Yes, exactly. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, was it him who uncovers like is yeah, he... so
3: Theo Theos opens it and's like, I'm just gonna have one yeah. little look at it again. Yeah. It's a hatchet. And then it cuts to Waldrick, who's like, ah, I got
1: it. Yeah, gotcha bitch.
2: Exactly like got a comedy villain <laughs> oh, at yeah. this point. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah Waldrick is like so stereotypical at this moment, and he puts the sword into the keyhole, turns it, uh and I love I just love the concept, this fantasy concept of uh you know piercing yourself in the forearm and your blood is what causes the key to actually grow and become an actual full sword i think it's just a really cool thing uh turns the key and this whole time you're wondering what is this actually going to do and i think it's a lot more creative than what i would have assumed i thought it was just going to like make mount doom explode but i love the idea that it's this dam that all the waters come rushing in Mm -hmm. in one of the most hype endings uh in mm. a tv show yeah. i love the way this all finishes out what did you all think of it
3: yeah i thought it was really clever we finally know why they were building the tunnels yeah mm-hmm. um, and like the sea to see like the relative green of that area of middle earth like quite lushness suddenly be like almost like intox or infiltrated and kind of like pumped into this by this dirty brown kind of uh water you're like oh this is how like remember in the uh earlier movies this whenever it showed like the the orc or uh, like uh battlements it was always like gross and slimy and yeah. brown and stuff like that and it feels like the beginning of that forming them reclaiming land yeah
2: cool. i i remember you know you uh me and elise uh andy were talking about why don't they just like carry a tent with them if the orcs can't uh walk in the sunlight right and then i never would have anticipated that this had something to do with it i think the way that they got there we've said this about it before like a bit clumsy um sorry uh got my phlegm uh and then but i think it was a really really cool reveal and also just like even though the episode is titled udun i was like oh so it must be a balrog somewhere but yeah. I don't know how we're gonna get there from yeah. the starting point of the episode so I'm very intrigued and the, as other thing, like
3: the, the, uh, the the way the, the kind of like uh, smoke and the fire comes across comes towards uh, Galadriel, Galadriel yeah. mi- mirroring the exact way that the wave came towards her in Numenor mm-hmm. is like really cool I was like okay so one way or another you cannot escape this fate this yeah. destiny regardless of where you are
1: and i loved her um I, I also just want to shout her out uh her performance when she's speaking to adar inside of that yeah. little, uh, whole like when when she just has such great reactions uh without even saying anything like just dialogless yeah. reactions of her you could tell like she's really unnerved by some of the things that he's saying and i think she just does a great job of portraying that but yeah this whole this whole final sequence i thought was like I, I haven't felt this excited for a following episode since probably like episode two or three, maybe. Um, mm-hmm, I think sure. they absolutely nailed the ending of this. Yeah,
2: yeah, I agree yeah, for sure. I oh. uh, and to your point about like how great Morvis Clark is being in this, it's like you have Kate Blanchett's portrayal of Galadriel, and you also have sort of the knowledge that elves are kind of uptight, or at least that's how they've been portrayed in this. You know, in like the the cinematic uh, sort of style. And so, like, she has to keep that, like, very stoic, very straight. But also, she still manages to get the full gamut of emotions across. And I think she does an amazing job. I love the way she clenches her jaw. And Mm -hmm. she just, like...
1: Yeah, I think she she does, like, a a lot with... She does a lot with her eyes. There's a lot of, like, intensity there. Um, Yeah, yeah, great episode. This was... This is kind of the... What I was hoping to see this this late into the season. um, After... You know, kind of having my interest wane here and there. I think this is the one that hopefully brings it back towards more of an upward trend and the ball is finally rolling now. You know, I think the last couple of episodes yeah. it's like, damn, I thought they would have gone to Middle Earth by now. Um I thought they would have been the Southlands by now, but yeah, there's a lot of prep time here. Understandable. But um yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. Um and You know what
2: they say. Fail to prepare. Prepare to fail. Yeah. So
1: Oh, I was going to say, uh, wait, what's the one line about the seeds? What was the <laughs> uh, fucking uh, de- death in defiance or life in defiance of death or something? Because yeah, um, yeah. that's what I always have heard that they say, you know. Um, everybody, thank you for watching. Episode six, recap. Screencast for Rings of Power. Lucy and Tam, where can people find you?
3: You find me everywhere at MoreH. I'm on Twitch, Twitter, but pretty much everywhere
2: member uh at lucy james games and we're also on GameSpot and giant bomb let's go
1: Woo! thanks for watching everybody like uh next week we won't have a full crew maybe the following week we'll try to figure <laughs> this out but thank you so much for joining me everybody next week we'll likely have elise back for those of y'all who miss her tweet her and just say hey at least we miss you all right um we'll see you all next time everybody thanks for watching goodbye Bye.